are listening to Let's Go Jojo, the weekly Jojo's Bizarre Adventure podcast about weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering the anime that aired the week of the 28th of November to the 4th of December 2021. And also, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which does fall in that this week, but because they dumped 12 episodes on us at once, we're pretending it's still a weekly anime, even though its weekly broadcast doesn't start till next year. <laughs> but... <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Time is malleable, people. It is, you know. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we maybe let's go, maybe let's go Jojo for 12 weeks, and then we have to pause. Yeah, for another twelve weeks while it broadcasts it in Japan. And then I mean, they... even when it's not currently airing or currently in Netflix jail, it's always in our hearts, is Jojo. So you know. yes. So for the next three months, we are fully fulfilling our remit, uh, <laughs> yes. as it is anyway. <laughs> uh, so we're starting with Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part Six: Stone Ocean, <laughs> Episode One: Stone Ocean. This is a great place to jump on, lads. <laughs> you'll sort of kind of get it um you will you will kind of need to know well i suppose you kind of pick it up if, if you didn't know what stands were yeah you know, I, that I, she, like, gets, she gets pricked by a strange artifact and then start exhibiting strange powers they've they, they don't want spider-man it's got bit by a radio out of arrowhead she gets powers yeah yeah i mean I, i've seen the discussion online it's just kind of like like they're just saying that because it's on netflix and but like you can basically jump in on any part, but expect to be a little confused. If you jump in on part one, you might be confused, so that's fine. Yeah, it's probably was was a matter like too much right now. I didn't check to see how far it's actually gotten us. Probably not that incredibly far, but the mm. the main villain of of this part, he has a, a direct link to the arch villain of parts um, one and three. So cool. it is all, all about that. So you know. We'll see how affected that might be if you came into this this the first time. Uh, I think he will be showing up in episode nine. I think that's where I got the clip to do my stupid oh, okay. it's Poochie. <laughs> Poochie <laughs> clip. Uh, but we'll get to him in uh, a couple of other time because first of all, we've got to meet Jolene Cujo, who we meet in jail, waiting to be processed uh, because mm. she's done a hit and run. Well, she was involved in a hit and run. I think Donna hit and run is really pushing it, but she's getting she's getting uh, strung up for a hit and run. Took, yeah, took the fall for us big mm, time. Mm, mm. Uh, like one of this cro- crooked lawyer with his elfier tells her to cop a plea, saying it'll go easy on you. Uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm not one to like racially profile, but if if your lawyer is a goblin, you <laughs> are, are you sure? sure? He's a he's a he's a Mister Tubness. As well, <laughs> that's still not good. I, I think a pan is worse than a goblin. Um. Uh, yeah, because he he's got he's got like a very uh, sort of goat deer like man face. True, true. Um, he is one of the good folk for sure, but he's being pretty yes. bad, Joel Jojo here. I mean, like the other thing that's sus about this guy is his question mark tie. Like only the Riddler can pull off one of those. <laughs> or, like that's not good. It's not it's not a good guy who wears one of those. <laughs> Uh, we don't even meet him for five minutes because the first bit is we got like five minutes of masturbation jokes 
Um. I mean, this, oh. we have to establish that she is a even number JoJo, therefore a fucking idiot. Um, so yeah. Yes. I mean, this section where she's in there for hey fish, what are you in for? Like, oh, I mean, an awful thing. It haunts me every night. I can't get any sleep. What? What did you do? Oh, the guard caught me having a wank. Can't look him in the eye anymore. <laughs> Dude, just ripped a piss out of her then. Yeah, and it's it's basically one of the few bits of humor in this episode that's very like serious and like there's a lot of like oh this is very dangerous this is a shitty situation this sucks and this is just like ah fuck I feel like a fucking real tool right now and everyone just kind of like laughing but also like commiserating in the prison it's like ah dude that that does suck (laughs) Uh, and then we get a little bit of uh, the Seinfeld episode where they start to bet who can. uh... Go the longest without masturbating. Um. You see that? I think that works in the Seinfeld cast. As one of the inmates points out, is like, how would you know if you fail the bet? Like that's something that's done in private. Um, but obviously, everyone in Seinfeld is is um, would talk about that. <laughs> they don't shut the fuck up. So yeah, that, that's the one situation in which that bet would work. And we're also introducing this scene to Ermi's Costello. Hmm. She's in for robbing a gas station, I think. Yeah. But this is her second offense, so, you know, they're, they're just going to put her away at this stage. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is technically Jolene's second offense as well, but, like, she robbed a bike when she was 14. She borrowed it without asking, which is, that, that still counts as robbery. But, it, yeah, it was a very minor misdemeanor thing, and um, her lawyer says, it's like, ah, you got a record, this looks pretty bad. Um yeah, so we're going to go for a plea bargain, uh, which will get you time, but it'll get you less time than if you, like, if I don't win the case, basically. Yeah. That's... He says, like, five years if you if you lose the case when you said you didn't do it, but, like, one year, two yeah, years. That's top. later on in the episode. The first part is when they're about to take a to oh. Green Dolphin, and she's, he's got all this stuff that uh, apparently her father has sent Hmm. Her her mother has sent her like her hairbrush and her homework and shit like that. Because <laughs> this will be over in the weekend. Yeah, no problem. And also a brooch sent by her father that has a very um like they must have got a professional photographer to take that picture of Jotaro and the ma'am, right? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's <was> very good. <laughs> and um, yeah, Almost and she wild. doesn't recognize the brooch as one of her things, but it does stab the fuck out of her finger. Yes. And she later discovers there's a fragment of an arrowhead inside it, which hmm. obviously previous viewers or readers of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure will know what this is. Hmm. Uh, and as they, so she, yeah, it, it jabs her in the finger, and it gushes a, a vast amount of blood from it. Um, yeah. And then as we they're have... on the on the bus to Green Dolphin Prison. We discover that she can hear things that nobody else is hearing on the bus. Mm. It's a horrible man, but the guards will keep saying, "Well, keep you behind, Costello, because you know you're smuggling in money and your fake tits." And Jolene is... figured out just by like talking to her, basically. <laughs> yeah, you got money on the inside, man. How are you gonna live? I know it's prison, but we still got an economy in here. You gotta, you gotta mm. survive. Uh, and Jordy can hear all this. She's like way away from the van. It's like, what the hell is happening here? And then um, she sees that fucking her, her, basically her hands she's becoming unwound, which uh, mm. is like, like a blue thread, like unspooling up. So she can like, kind of see straight through. Like, like her stitches are coming like undone. This is all 
unraveling. It was Pretty. a really nice um, visual because, like, it's 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 obviously the sound traveling along the wire, but actually, like the the letters, the forms, and obviously yeah. that was from the comic and everything. But them actually moving up along the wire, just really nice uh, animation. The old tin can telephone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, seeing as the guard is uh, beating up on uh, Costello, like uh, Jolene decides, well, not decides, she gets the the serious JoJo look. She gets it like twice in the episode. Once when she identifies. The, the other woman who's taken the piss out of her masturbations as a, as a like a, a sex assault person. She did yes. a sexual assault or something based on one of her knuckles or something like that. She identifies this. Um, and then she takes the serious look and goes like, oh, you're getting it now, Gerd. And the Gerd's about to hit her with his uh, st- nightstick or whatever. And um, she's like wrapped the string around it so that he's torn off his own fucking ear, basically. Mm. Um Sucks to be that guy. Yeah, it's all right. You had it coming. The prison yeah, guard. Yeah, You've all got so. it coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to the second meeting with the lawyer. Because uh, she, she's just going to be in the probationary... So they mentioned there's like how many prisoners there are. Men, women, and there's also kids in there. Um, Like minor offenders. Yeah, so like, I assume yeah. like you're 17, 18 or something like that. Which I think she's in that bracket. Um. Yeah, the the first prison thing is at a. It's not a prison. It's at a jail where they're being transferred to prison, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then this was this is where we get the flashback of uh, what he, what she, and her boyfriend Romeo did. Mm. They did a hit and run, and then they hid the body. Mm. She was trying to convince him we got to call an ambulance, and he's like, "There's no use. He's already dead. There's a truck coming. We got to hide this. I can't go to jail. We'll say the car was stolen." And she goes along with it, um, which is her complicity in the uh, in the crime. But other than that, it's just like, no, I was tired of that motherfucker's fault. Yeah. But according to the lawyer, um, he said that the car was stolen. And he's asked, were you driving that night? And she's refusing to admit out of love, I guess, or what she perceives as. Um, he tells her, you'll just be manslaughter. You'll be out in two years. Um, yeah, yeah. But when they if get, you admit to it, it when they yeah. get caught, it turns out he's actually murder. And mm, it wasn't out. premeditated murder, but you did throw his body in the swamp when he was still alive. And she's like, "What fucking what?" <laughs> After she's um, admitted to the crime, and so she's going to get what's fifteen years, something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, boyfriend's waiting outside in the, in the lobby to let's get the good news afterwards. Hmm. His uh, rich daddy paid off um, the lawyer to make sure someone yeah. else uh, was accused of the crime. Yeah, yeah. Jolene. So she's she's pretty pissed when he shows up again. <laughs> mm, mm. But she's passed him on a note that says, "Hey, basically, I'm feeling pretty comfy, but you will be sweating forever." Loved in kisses, Jolie Cucho. <laughs> the note was handed to her. Like, there's some weird looking Iraqi guys in here, but that guy who looks like a, a goldfish in a bowl too small for him. Oh, um, the guy who's got the, a puppet the... in the opening credits, which we'll see next episode. But you've seen <laughs> on YouTube before. Uh, he appears to have some sort of glove puppet at some point. Um, Excellent. <laughs> uh, yes. yes, but she, as she was getting mad at the lawyer, her stand. Uh, Followed the lawyer and wrapped itself around his neck, and as the and credits run, the AC drying yes. out his throat, which is like one of his hands <laughs> is reaching for the fucking wire that he can't grab, 
but uh, it knows what's up. And the other one's like, oh no, clearly I can't drive. But he, he crashes on the bridge because it's a prison island. He crashes on the bridge um, uh, while choking, basically. Yep. So quite a long range on her stand. I think it's as long of a thread as she's able to spool out from her own mass. Right. That's the law of conversion with it. Okay. Because her, her end was getting pretty unwound in some of those scenes where she's listening mm. in on the, the prison wagon. Um, but, I mean, lots of applications, you know, tin can yeah. telephone, pretty good. Piano wire, uh, mm. also good, and garroting and all of that. But there's uh, even more creative uh, ways they can kind of use this, as you'd expect of a JoJo. Ah, know, yeah, it shows like a limitation nose. here where the the, uh, the wire like wraps itself around her handcuffs, like kind of reflexively and like tightens on it and actually snaps and that causes her finger to bleed. Yes. Like, damage to the stand is yeah. damage to you. So I can't like rip through steel or anything, but yeah. Key thing we yeah. forgot was that the pendant ended up going down the drain in the first. Oh, she threw it away after mm-hmm. it yes. her. Uh, yeah. So in, be- right. in between her sending the spool, the spool off and it throttling the lawyer, we do get a comedy scene with the body cavity search. That's true, actually. We're, they're like, we're, they're, we're going to fucking humiliate them. That's what you have to do. You have to humiliate the prisoners. She's training in another guard. Um, and Julian is just doing like model poses. Man, let's class this joint up a bit. Let's no, have a little fun. How about this? I'm coy. I'm a tiger. I'm a panther. Getting all this, and they are getting all of this. So getting all yeah, of yes. this. Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird position between the two dramatic scenes that momentarily yeah. takes her mind off vengeance uh, to do that, and then gets back going, grr, vengeance, I'm going to get no, you, No, she Romeo. does want vengeance, but she is an idiot. We do have to keep yes. establishing this every now and again. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the scene right at the end where someone else is walking into the prison with the... Uh, with the pendant, the, With yeah. the pendant, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're wearing a prisoner uniform. Yeah, the, the shirt in the yes, back. Yeah. yeah, but you don't see who. What presumably will recognize the character by their stylist stylistic pants. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's a good. One. It's it's just weird enough, and again, the setting being completely different, I think are going to help it considerably to start off. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I definitely. It made me realize what why I don't quite like part five as much as the others is your two leads in part five are a little too competent and serious. Competent, honourable, like generally good. Yeah. Whereas this does make me feel like, oh, it's nice to have uh, someone who is a little bit of a loose cannon again. Mm. I mean, Jolene starts from the position of being like, complicit but not guilty of a crime and then you know like accused of a crime she didn't commit and also a moron so it's it's a nice combination of it and while jotaro's stoic you've still got joseph there in part three to yes and paul loref yes (laughs) and iggy (laughs) you got plenty of keep adding on more clowns into that that care Uh, yeah like the advantage as well of part six, similar to part four, is that you have a closed environment where you yeah. can keep yeah. running into the same people multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good start. And I'm mm-hmm. going to, uh, just like I did with Great Pretender and Godzilla, I will stick to one a week. <sighs> good boy. Well, I can manage it with those two, so I should be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have I've, I've not watched the intro yet or the, the outro music, so I'm excited to learn what that is eventually. I haven't uh, been spoiled yet. That's for the later. 
Then we got The Vampire Dies in No Time, Episode 9. Citizen Baseball Kane. The left hand of iron is kind of boring, and Emperor of the Shore. Uh, this is the one I missed out on, actually. So, lay it on me. Okay, first part is a weirdo shows up. Uh, this weirdo is a vampire. Another weird vampire, as Ronaldo says several times in yes. this episode. It's like, they're all weird vampires. And we do get an explanation from Dralek as why this might happen, is because they get so old, their brains turn to bush. Yeah, it was just like, vampires are obsessive, and they just get weird. And this guy's thing is... Oh crap, he doesn't call it junk. No, uh, it's want... it has to be it's the particular yes. rock, paper, scissors with the the song which goes along with yes. it. It's uh, like clap clap dance do the thing and um it's it's strip rock, paper, scissors, yes, basically. Which apparently I, I looked is. it up on the internet and it has been associated it's been associated with stripping a, like for about a hundred years, but between in the fifties is when the idea of attaching stripping to it became popular. <laughs> Um, and yeah, apparently it's done on like New Year's Eve shows on TV as a gimmick. Uh, yeah, so people are screaming on the streets and the right outside the the vampire hunters bar, and they kind of like, "What's all this?" Then kind of walking out, and it's just like, "Okay, we'll just deal with this guy." But he has two abilities: one, he can compel one person to play this game with him, and two, he can erect a force field so no one can interfere with the game. Oh, it's a fucking that stand from Georgia Part Four. Speaking of that, <laughs> uh, but he has like he's very good at it, and also he is wearing too many layers, so he yes. has a distinct advantage <laughs> in this game. He will give you a T-shirt if you lose, though. Yes, he will give you a T-shirt if you lose. Uh, so, like, I lost that whatever the name of the game is. That the yeah, and game. he's not hypnotizing you to win. He's just very good at it because yeah. early on the second contestant. You hear you hear in the background while they're having a serious conversation that they've tied, uh, which then is a joke in yeah. itself as they comment on it. It's very weird us having this serious conversation while that's going on in the background. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, they're having to figure... They keep on getting challenged by him. Um, uh, he really wants to get a lady in there, obviously, but it's mostly the dudes who end up yes, in there. Yes. He, he, he's, he's about to get one of the ladies involved, but then some, the... Uh, one of the other guys the guy uh, with the headband like steps in it's like i'll take this don't worry you don't have to go it's like oh she's already gone home like she's just here walking down the street she's just like i'm having none of this very smart uh dralek gets put in by ronaldo and he blocks it using john Uh, it's dralek block and then a john block and it's like well how are we going to take the clothes off john so he just shaves john poor john (laughs) so dralek calls up (laughs) he he thinks he's got it solved so he's going to call uh nudinium He's like, hmm. oh, we're battling with somebody who's not ashamed of being naked. What are you going to do? I'm just wearing a cape and nothing else. And he goes, well, in this instance, I force people who are nude already, I force them to wear clothes when they lose. Which is ashamed having to wear a pair of boxers. Um, hmm. And then, yeah, he's eventually beaten everybody apart from the nun, Maria. Uh, and her plan is like, oh well, I'll just take my underwear off first. So therefore, if I beat that way, him, I got nothing to lose. No one will see anything because it'll all be covered mm. up all my clothes. And he's like, ha no, it make, only makes it sweeter when you take the last piece of clothing off. Uh, and then Dralek points out, uh, well, he's 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 his powers are all being used to put that barrier up and force you to play it. So once you're inside the barrier, you can just beat the shit out of it. <laughs> 
And none of the guys thought of this. No. Um, and and so the nun just aura auras that motherfucker into non-existence. Yes. But each yeah. each punch is done in the shape of a rock, paper, or scissors. Um, it's very good. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Pretty good. Weirdo. Weirdo sex creep vampire. Um. We're gonna get some more of that later on in the same episode. <laughs> yep. Uh. <laughs> Then you got the left-hand divide is kind of boring, in which uh, Iron Arm Guy is kind of boring, so they Dralek tries to help boost his profile. Mm. Uh, but the reason they, we discover that he's very boring is he's very conscientious, and so the master of the Hunter's Guild knows he can rely on him to do these jobs. The boring that, paperwork yes. jobs. Like, he'll he'll show up to the opening of something, that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas the other ones wouldn't like to do it, but so they try to do like a photo shoot, uh, but the gist of it is eventually they send him out. They get they send the uh, the photo journalist of the two journalists who we've seen in the previous episode. They follow mm-hmm. him to a job where they're going to deal with this uh, vampire who is summoning ghouls in the local park, and it is another weirdo. Uh, it's the ghouls like you know just kind of pop up from the ground but it's just like causing general mischief yes. like they're they're, they're like using the children's playground yeah. like too roughly they steal some toilet paper from a public toilet it's like super like yes. most of these aren't even crimes it's like hey cut that out that's my favorite one it. was when he was gleefully going i'm going to leave this open can of orange juice on the arm <laughs> of a park bench but just on an edge so you'll nudge it and it'll pour on top of you <laughs> <laughs> That'll Ingenious. teach him. Just a just a nuisance vampire, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he's having a hard time dealing with him until this vampire makes the fatal mistake of kicking John. And then we see a different side of Iron Arm Guy, and he uh, successfully threatens him and gets him to leave the park. And that's all they were asked to do not to defeat him, just to request him to leave the park. Like, he's not doing any crime. He's just get the fuck out of here, dude. Um, Brian, you've gone a bit blurry. Oh, yeah. have I? Well, focus. Come back to us. Mm, that's let's strange. take a look. That is that's really that, that, That's it. Anyway, whatever you did. Well, I did nothing. So uh, Good. Good job. There we go. <laughs> no, I could do that. <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> I tried to. Um... And then the final bit is Emperor of the Shore, in which another weirdo shows up. This is the vampire Micro Bikini. Yeah, they who... they show up to the night beach where everyone's having a cool, fun time. Bunch of uh, swinging hip kids from the sixties. Oh no, all their clothes burst off, and they're all wearing micro bikinis, um, top uh, and bottom. Yeah, and all they can say is micro bikini, or is just bikini, bikini. I think. And uh, zombie rules, but if they bite you, you you start wearing a micro bikini. That's. Yeah, That's all it. the best possible taste. Yeah, it it reminded me a lot of a, the uh, the first Shin Chan movie, Action Carbon versus mm. Leotard Devil, because there's a bit in that where people get hit with the leotard beam, which makes them suddenly wear high leg leotards and start going hagare hagare, um, mm. repeatedly. And I was like, oh, it's a bit like that. But it's also a bit like uh, various zombie movies as well. 
I mean, they hide in a cabin. Yes. And one of them is like, one of them, the headband guy again is like, I'll cause a distraction. You guys get out. And he's like, no, you can't do it. It's like, no, he reveals in his cape. I've already been bitten. And he's wearing a micro bikini underneath it. Yeah. You, you know how this goes. Yeah. Uh, the nerd ends up getting bitten, but hmm. the power is no use to her because the micro bikinis are far too small to, uh, for her Contain chest. Her. Um, hmm. And they discover that all you have to do is just take the bikinis off people. That yeah. <laughs> cures them. That cures uh, them instantly of it. And um, Ronaldo like kind of wrestles him off the docks into the sea. And is like, okay, this is our final fight. But like a wave knocks the vampire's micro bikini off. And then he's just embarrassed. Yeah. Oh, but also Ronaldo's a bit bitter this time. So he's all. So everybody is he's, completely everyone's naked wearing by a micro the end bikini. of the Everybody get yeah. naked. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's almost oh. the same shot of that Vlad Love episode where they end up on the beach naked well, staring off standing, in the distance. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I assume that I, must I be a like reference. That, the lads are all covering their junk. One's just got her arms folded. She's got no shame or anything. But they're all wondering, how the hell do we get back home? Like all her yeah. clothes like magically disappeared and turned into micro bikinis. So they're kind of like, hmm. Oh, yes. was in that bikini. Oh, mm. no. Drelic, though, is not wearing a micro-bikini. He was turned into a sandcastle by the micro-bikini zombies, and yeah. we were just left with him and John rolling around him as a ball on this sandcastle. Mm. Um, Drelic, because they got the sand mixed in with him, so um, I guess... <laughs> he, he died can't... immediately at the start and did not recover, but yeah. Ah, dear. That was it. That's uh, yep. yeah. So you got two slightly lewd stories for your money this time round. Yeah, this seems to me to think, oh, people being naked, that's hilarious. It's just, just they should really get a kick out of that. Yeah, I think this, the, well, it's the thing of this, it's the shame thing, isn't it? That's that's what it finds yeah, hilarious. Yeah. The idea, kind of like in um, in JoJo's, actually, like a lot of it, I mean, more so in this than in JoJo's, but like a lot of it isn't really sexualized. It's the idea of nudity as humor. Um, I think my favorite naked joke is when a bunch of the dudes were doing the paper, scissor, rock stripping thing is I haven't, my background is the, um, the old ladies who all showed up and had like a picnic and it's like, Ooh, young now, men getting naked. All right. Now, now, now the middle-aged girls as the master called them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm being, I'm being unfair. Yeah. You're quite right. Because he wanted to rearrange, he wanted to arrange regular all male, uh, strip rock, paper, scissor contest. Brought in a lot of punters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta rebuild the old church hall somehow, like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it is excessively horny. This show, yeah, but for humor, but it is definitely horny. Yeah, yeah, I did, but I assume that's going to be like a little bit of recurring gags that the biggest fans of Vampire Hunters are middle-aged ladies, because that's twice now that uh, it's come up as a uh, as a like a minor feature of a story. I mean, like, it's not like most versions of vampires aren't sexual in some regard. Anyway. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Then we got Ranking of Kings, episode eight, The Sacrifice of Dreams, which we opened with a scene I've been begging them to put in since episode two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the deal with that devil? Is, there, is every king the devil? It's like, nope, not all of them. Well, uh, well, here's the thing. That, that, that bit they haven't given us yet, because there isn't... Okay. The, the line we've not had... Uh, so possibly spoiler, or possibly they're never going to put this line in, is the narration line says that often when a hero dies, a devil appears on their bed. Mm. Uh, so when combined with the piece of information you get at the start of here, that 
Boss's great strength was due to a deal that he made with the devil, specifically hmm. that he would get strength. He wanted to be the strongest man in the world. Yes, he could give him strength. Offer because... me your firstborn yes. child. Well, it's not even no, that. It's not your firstborn child it's, anyway. Yeah, it's you could have. I could make it so that you'll get your offspring's strength. Yeah, I need like I, I can steal the strength of a blood relative. He's like, I got no blood relatives. He's like, you could have a kid, and he's like, that that would that would work. That would work. Okay. Yeah. Who's the strongest lady? I must find yeah. her and woo her. Yeah, and uh, he does find the strongest, her. biggest lady he can. And the important detail, and like, the other important detail, the flashback is Baranjo, the woman who's inside the mirror, was she's also there there. translating demon for him. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he finds the biggest, strongest lady he can, who's just in the woods, being big and strong, and kind of like, "Hey, you, you showed up to fight, huh? You want to prove you're strong?" And it's like, "No, I thought we might have babies." And she's immediately embarrassed, as you would be. It's like, "Whoa, dude, too fast!" No. All right, I wrestle you for it. But that uh, wrestling kind of goes like, "Ah, you're okay," and they have a bit of a laugh. They get a a little meet cute there. Um, I guess. Is it meet cute when it's? <laughs> A no. guy who's been told by a demon to do this? No, definitely not. It's it's super weird. Um, mm. He's defending the village uh, from general monsters at some stage, uh, and the monsters have him pinned literally with pins. And then he like doubles in size, and he's like, "Cool, my son has been born. That's my that's my Super Saiyan power up." Uh, and when he presumably beats off those monsters and orcs and whatever. Um, he comes back and to see his tiny, tiny son, which his wife is like, it's weird the way he's so small, because we're both giants. You'd think uh, he'd be bigger than, like, this. Yeah. You could probably grow into it, you know. Or don't, <laughs> don't throw away those clothes just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then when he gets back home and sees his son, he then immediately ba- abandons the ambition of which he wanted this strength for in the first place. I'm going to make sure you have the nicest life, kid. This was a real dick move of mine. Yeah. Now I mean, that I think about it. I think that's the key moment, it, which explains his constant whispering throughout the rest of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. um, as we get back to present day and we discover that, yes, indeed, it is boss now in Dida's body. And the mirror's like, okay, we're going to kill Hilling now, aren't we? We're going to kill Hillings? That's what you promised. Um, yeah, the way I'm getting it, like, the mirror is super suspect. But, like, boss might be okay? Yeah, the thing it reminded me of is Arrested Development, um, of all things. It's like the episodes with uh, Judy Greer's character, mm. uh, the secretary of, like, all the uh, oh. the various promises that uh, George had made her in the past, which they come <laughs> to haunt him. Look a good look in the mirror, boss. Never going to see this again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, they would check in with uh, our two lads who are on their way back after pushing um, Boji down a hole. Uh, yeah, our, our squire is uh, recovering in bed while your man's just like kind of muttering to himself at a table. And um, he's like, oh, I'm going to pull a knife. And I was like, hey, before you try and stab me with that knife, I'm not going to turn around while I'm talking to you. Um, I just got to ask you a few things. Uh so they have a little kind of heart to heart slash fight. <laughs> yeah. Um and then Dida's got like some horned 
devil dogs that apparently he's going to set to, well, he's told the mirror he's going to have kill Hilling. And then yeah, Apis gives them a fight as to show how dangerous they are. They're they're good. They actually work as a as they're a team smart. unit. They're smart. Um, they will outflank you and kind of do tricks on you and that kind of thing. I like when he looks down and is like, oh, fuck, they already tore through my armor at some point that I didn't fucking spot. The, these dogs are good. Like, you just gotta, just gotta show them who's like I said, show them who's boss essentially. So by <laughs> swinging a big club around, yeah, he's now got the big club, the his um, go-to weapon. <laughs> like it's the same size club he used when he was alive, and this mm. is this tiny little dido fucking it around. <laughs> it's like it's at least three times his size. I could not tell you how many times his weight. Yeah. Uh, then we check back in, and Hocker has gone to report to Hilling, and he's got himself about to be executed for. Yeah, as as your man was saying to him, he's like, fine, go back and report that you got the fucking prince killed and get fucking executed for it. See what I fucking care. Ha ha ha, I'm laughing. He cares, he cares a lot, actually. He's cared enough to show up like a Robin Hood type figure in this. Is like, okay, I'm going to run in, free him, and get the fuck out of here. Okay, that's my plan. It's a great plan. What could possibly go wrong? Well, uh, Dider in a giant club. Uh, yeah, that, mm, that would do it. Uh, and... Uh... He'd, oh yeah, we also have the sequence where he's asked to see who the strongest in the land is, and then at this point we he reveals no, that what he saw was Boji. Hmm. Uh, Don't worry, you didn't do the crime because Boji's still alive, and uh, so I'm just going to banish you from the castle. But first, I'd like to whisper things in people's ear. Yes, but we're not going to show the audience what any of that shit is. Uh, well, we do get we hear it back from Domus later that what he learned yeah. was that. Apparently there's a gate to the underworld underneath the castle, and he needs to go down there and close it. Um, That's what Bill and Marie said in a lot in translation. Mm. <laughs> uh, then we get the rest of the snakes flashback that, for oh, yeah, some reason, snakes. now shows up here. <laughs> I mean, like we had to, we've already established that your man's cool. We're just, we haven't established that he's still alive yet, even though, obviously, that is the case. So it's just doing that. Um, so as a young guard, he saved the snakes from bullying a three-headed snake. Um, and now that snake is indebted to him, which is why it's brought him underground and bandaged him somehow. <laughs> but, yeah. Very slowly, very carefully, I imagine. And uh, King Boss uh, saw this back in the day. It's like, hey, you're pretty good. You took a hit from my club. Um, you're getting a promotion for that <laughs> snake guy. You passed the test. You didn't get obliterated. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so Boss likes this guy, obviously, because he is a kind man who likes snakes. And what, what's what's possibly the harm? <laughs> um, I, I like I like the little bit of like, yeah, he's like the snakes. Like, like this doesn't even come close to repaying you, Bevin, because um, mm. you saved my life from being stabbed to death um, mm. and let, allowed me to grow into a gigantic snake. I owe you big time, like literally, how big I am. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Domas and Tokaru uh, running off. Uh, and then we check back in the underworld. And uh, Kage's pondering, how on earth do you split that rock? What's he using mm. for a weapon? And uh, we've learned that... Boji has fully mastered the desperate arts, whatever they may be. 
<laughs> the martial art that can only be done behind the door. Uh, <laughs> his, his course fees have been paid in full, so I can now graduate him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go back to the castle, where it's time for some more whispering, and Dorsch gets a whisper from uh, Boss in Dida's body. Uh, this we don't learn yet what on earth it is he mm-hmm. said, and uh, Moranjo wonders to Appius what it could be that they're saying. Has he said to the queen at this stage, he's like, hey, you think no, I'm your son? That's the last okay. thing he says, and then we get a cut to uh, Dida in a black void. So he's not, like, at the whole episode, I'm like, is Dida still dead? It's like, no, Dida's still around Suppressed. somewhere. He just he just thinks he was knocked out and trapped somewhere, so he's going to try and find the way out. Better start walking. Mm-hmm. That'd be a toilet around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So at least we got the. We can now make comparisons to Dororo of parents yes, selling out certainly. your children's future for superpowers, for demonic power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I'm guessing is the kind of, is the central allegory for part one, at least. Particularly after reading the interview with the author of. Him t- saying that he still hasn't told his parents that he's become a successful uh, yeah, comic artist. Like, he wouldn't be drawn on very much in an interview. It'd be like a long, very kind of florid question put in front and said, "Yeah, that's def- that's kind of a theme of the story, I guess." And then that's it. <laughs> Nothing drew him. Uh, yeah, because he was saying it's not he's not intending it to be about disability. And that particularly comes across in the comic where the disability seems to be treated much more matter-of-factly than it mm. is. It, does, yeah. it doesn't seem to be played for tears in the same way the cartoon has played it. I think he, I think he's the same as the point. I wonder if there hasn't been a, many characters like this. I might as well have to challenge you on this. I feel like I, feel like I want to just give it a go. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not sure that like, he's doing it because he like he knew a lot of dead people when he was growing up, or someone he knows is deaf. I think it's just like, yeah, there's something he wanted to just implement in there. Because why not? And he's right. Why not like have it be this way? Yeah. But yeah, the, the fact that he's like, he, he dropped out of the salary man life at 41 to write a comic and uh, apparently still has not told his parents and then all the parent stuff in the in the actual uh, comic I was like yeah okay I can see that might be uh, where the intended theme lies at least for this I, part. I saw the little I saw the little figure of um, our, our main boy um, that that's available in stores now or soon I was like dude you're doing well you got a little action figure <laughs> in your fucking comic yeah that's a win. But how much of that is going to the fucking uh, production committee, you know? Yeah, but he gets yeah, a cut, is what I'm saying. He gets his cut, but he's Yeah, I don't know how these web manga situations work, whether they're better or worse than if you're with a... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. A uh, weekly or monthly magazine. I, I'd say there's probably advantages and disadvantages to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, obviously, in both cases, you own your own IP, but, like, being your own boss has advantages to someone pushing your yourself, like a publisher, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I've, 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 been, I've been hearing about this comic, you know, this here and there for a couple of years now, so it's mm-hmm. obviously kind of leaking, leaking out, like, into other outlets, you know, that I, that I read or absorb, like, so it's obviously some good chicks. So, yeah, he's what he's been doing. What he's doing fairly okay. He's got a decent enough deal with it. Um, 
like like how what what kind of popularity level does this need to hit? Where does it need to hit in the in the charts before you can tell his mum and dad? <laughs> she's good at it. <laughs> oh, they're gonna catch a promo for it. Just like a cross review of like when watching the Sunday games. Like what the hell <laughs> is that? Our son. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Dinner coming. I'm glad that scene's finally out there because I was worried they're going to save it for even later. But uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm wondering whether the deal that he struck with Moranjo was to get a specific item out of the treasure hoard. Yeah, yeah. So Moranjo has a stake in making um, Boss the the strongest, and it's just like okay, and then obviously you're going to. Turn, you're going to kill your son and become your son and then you're going to kill your wife slash your son's mother because obviously she's in the fucking way and we're going to power 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 that, that's what you're doing right boss it's like no I'm I'm, I, I'm really delighted that Boji is the strongest man in the world right now that that works out really good for me yeah it's uh I it definitely gave you the impression this episode of like oh yeah this this is the plan we planned but this is not necessarily the plan that I particularly want right now mm, uh, change exactly yeah yeah uh we will see uh <laughs> then we've got sakagan end of vacation episode nine in which <laughs> the uh terrorists do some terrorism which leads to our heroes getting trapped in a tropical cave how does rain work in a cave that's the thing i was kept asking myself in this uh, episode <laughs> if well if if it's big enough uh, but wouldn't it, it all like will... come down like a stalactite, like in one place or something? Uh, depends. If I don't know, again, it should be kind of quite warm there as well, so to be a lot yeah, of like yeah. you know a very humid environment. So if that kind of gathers up on the roof of a large enough cave, they do. I mean, was they do um, also have like like plant life, animal life, um, oxygen, and light at all times. So th- these cave rules, I think, are very no, different. No, than what no I it can happen. Like, I can remember those, I, I proposed like a uh, fucking plan for the, the Nazi super city, and they're going to have this like enormous domed like auditorium. And mm. they said I did have to account for the fact that in an auditorium that big with that many people in it, that their breath would precipitate as as like a rain from the ceiling, you know. Mm. Right back on top of them. Uh, so again, big enough, humid enough place you could do it. But yeah, again, yeah, there's yeah. also one giant monster running around. Who the hell knows what, what what's going on underground either? <clears throat> mm. The they all get washed up in the uh, storm. I guess the cave floods, and they're stuck on a particular outcrop, which is technically now an island. Church Island underground yeah. somehow. <laughs> uh, and the adults aren't taking it very seriously. Treating it like a fucking day off. They're like, well, we're stuck here, so we might as well just wait to be rescued. Yeah. Like, maybe Pooh was maybe kind of voicing thoughts you may have some, have, have, have last week's episode where it's just like, you guys, you, you, you tried to murder each other last episode. You Remember worked the whole out, thing right? where I, I was I was hiding home from the rafters and that whole, like, fucking very emotional gunfight. And mm-hmm. you, you sound now? You cool? It's like, yeah. No, we, it's, we didn't, it's we didn't talk about it at all. We're just going to... Don't worry about it. Saying, just, I will really worry about it. What's going on? I'm a kid. I'm a genius, but I'm also a child. Ugh. Adults don't work out the problems. They just continue on as if the problems aren't there. <laughs> Something you got to learn, kid. Um, and yeah, but we kind of have the separate conversation between herself and, their, <clears throat> and her dad and the other two kind of like having their other half of the conversation. Like, are you guys cool now? It's like, no. 
<laughs> but you know, I got it out of my system. I was having a big tantrum. You know how it is, trying to kill a guy. Um, yeah, they're not they're not behaving very responsibly. My member was very annoyed about this, and um, but kind of starts to see why they act, why adults act in a very fucking stupid and childish way, often in the case of this show. <laughs> Yeah, I do like the little bit with Yuri. Like, well, when I was in charge of my gang, we managed to get along all the time. I don't see why you have it so much of a problem. <laughs> you don't get it. But they also, at several times, have to stop him doing things. Like, he's like, oh, cool, flowers, let's go pick flowers. And they're just like, no, you're not allowed flowers anymore. The concept of flowers does not exist for you anymore, Yuri. You, you don't get that. Push, you still push flowers inside his robot. <laughs> yeah, I do, like, do? I do like the sort of lived-in of the robots, particularly with the hanging your underpants to dry on top of your giant robot in this one. Oh, you yeah. want to just like take your fucking knickers down off that? They're just like they're just making me sick to look at them. It's, just, it's like you gotta dry them out. <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, and eventually, uh, Mama Pooh goes, she goes through various plans, but the one they after Dad gets her some papayas, she realizes we can use them. To create a circuit, and we can send an SOS message. She has the nice thing of realizing her dad sp- like just wandered off into the fucking woods of the island, just going like, "Oh, to get me some papaya," because I said I really liked it, and like we we heard that the place, the town where they had papaya, where our, the prior guys went, is just like, "Yeah, this got fucked up by terrorists." So he's just like, "Okay, I'm just trying to remind you of like the good things, and I'm doing this for your sake." And she's like, "Wow, that's a really nice gesture." Wait a minute, electrical batteries from fruits. I don't know where they got all those uh, copper plates, or was it copper or zinc? I can't remember how fucking batteries work. <laughs> no, no, it had to be an abandoned zinc mine on the island as well. So that's <laughs> lucky. Sure. I imagine Tony's just full of them, as Tony seems to be the, the universal object of getting yeah, through a plan. Yeah. Uh, and then they're rescued by Meruru, hmm. uh, who shows up suave and sensible as In always. a submarine. But kind of awkward, like shouting from a megaphone, which I did Hello. like. Hello, hello. Uh, is that is that Memphu and Gagamber? Um, mm. I'm, I'm here to rescue you. I heard your guest. SOS. Mm. Yeah, like Memphu was gonna be getting like you no know, better idea. In fact, I was almost told like going into lab and you gotta be a fucking organized team. You gotta be fucking on point. You gotta be fucking in perfect sympatico and on on before. And yeah, it was kind of fun stumbling on through. It's like. like but I feel like you don't not listen to me. I find maybe I don't listen to it, but it doesn't mean I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. like, do, we, do we have to agree on every little thing to be a good team? Not necessarily. As long as we can kind of get together when it matters, yeah, that's fine. But don't need to one be complete fucking mirrors of each other either. Yeah, like the dad's thing getting across of like we're a, a team is made up of individuals with individual wants and needs and that kind of thing, but I still care about you and your well-being. And it was like, it was a good kind of yeah. moment where she realizes the reason they were probably just dicking about was to let me get through my shit, basically. <laughs> uh, kind of let me get on with it. Um, because they knew it was just like, yeah, it's fine. When Menfu has this working in the bag, we'll, we'll leave it to her. Mm. And, and the pleasure. I had this dream where you died. And it was about this place. So I want to get there, but I don't want to get there. Um you know hmm. what I mean? If I said, I get what you mean. We'll, we'll, we'll go with fine. It might not turn out that way. So let's go. Also, I have no plans on dying, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after the credits, we we get some more sinister stuff with uh, Boss and is it Muru, the uh, terrorists. Hmm. 
they're going to move on to the next child and kill it, apparently. And I say this as the, the city that they were attacking, the lights just slowly start turning off and the, all the different blocks of it. And I was just like, are they just going around destroying all civilization? Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, next week is an episode called Oh My Tony. Which is Tony's <laughs> origin story. At last. Leave it. <laughs> Gosh. He appears to be a stuffed llama in a shop window. Um, but who uh, knows what yeah. adventures... Well, to find out, you just got to read a little um, short comics I have on the website. <laughs> then we've got Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, Episode 60, Die and Pop. In which Die wakes up and ponders the power difference between him and Vern. And it doesn't feel great to have the shit kicked out of you. And then you kind of like, oh, all the lads are in this meeting. We're all going like, hey, when Dai wakes up, we'll have him give a stirring speech. And then we'll yeah. go kick his ass again. And it'll be really cool. And Dai's like, fucking no, though. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, man. Stop putting, the sh- stop putting your shit on me. I'm only 10. God. <laughs> give me a fucking break. Hmm. So and he likes it. He finally lays it and it's like, oh, man, what's going to go on? Like, you know, even like uh, Mama's going, oh, shit, fucking if Dai is gone, what, what the hell are we going to do? And it's like, ah, oh, looks like me, the coward of the team, has to, has to, has to step forward and sort this out. Because I'm going to be staying in character whenever about the rest of you. Uh, so oh, before that, though, we get Mist Vern trying to uh, tempt our captured heroes into rejoining the army. Tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, your uncle, if you drink this cup of my dark essence, you'll be my servant, Oops. and that way um, you know, you'll be on side, because you're, like, hard, good warriors are hard to find, like, especially since the guy who's been promoted just underneath him now. <laughs> it's just like, not a good warrior. Um, and Crocodile's like, no, nah, he's not going to do that, fuck you, and your uncle's like, mm, I'll think about it. Uh, and he explains it's like you would think about it (laughs) and if you struggle in those chains you get electrocuted real dick move um, burn that makes him angrier Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and he he gives an impassioned speech while being electrocuted and your uncle's kind of like yeah I've been kind of thinking maybe I shouldn't be trying to die that seems like a bad idea trying to live might be better also I'm remembering like the one romantic thing that's happened in my life and it went widescreen for so that's making me think maybe I shouldn't die. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I can't almost die my way out of this one, Crocodile. So I gotta <laughs> use my head. Instead. <laughs> I gotta change tactics here. Just, just trust me in this hmm. one. It'll all work out. Yeah. Almost dying hmm. was what got us into this situation in the first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost dying again and again, constantly. Also, Crocodile, yeah. get your own bit. That's my bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Pop goes out and uh, speaks to die. Use hmm. RPG like um, lore. Ah, you know you, you can only use Zoom spells to visit previously visited locations. So you're probably gonna go here because it's about your dad. Also, I can go everywhere you can go because I've been with you since the start, so I have all the same fast travel spots as you. Yeah, yeah. feeling even more bummed out because there's a child praying at a dragon order going saying, "Please, dragon warrior, save us!" It's like, oh man, even this kid, I don't want to let him down. Can't can't live up to my to his vision of me I can't do it hmm. uh, and Popcorn's like well I mean like you don't have to do it but I'm gonna do it anyway so you know like it, it's a good thing of like him being the coward but the coward who constantly fucking steps up uh, well 
can I see from his point of view? Like, okay, so Dai, yeah. he's like, he's like, you know, a, he's like the son of the dragon guy. He's you no, know, he has this like thing. You know, he was, he was going to be a hero. He wanted to be the hero. It was always his lifelong dream to be that. Oh, it's expected mm. he would like have the the gumption, the guts, the ability to do it. Whereas Poplar's is like, I'm fucking a pretty two bit like magician starting out. Mm. I thought I'm never going to be like the measure of you, Dai. I'm never going to be like the equal on this team. But fucking got through it. And now I can like generate a matter erasing spell with my bare hands. So <laughs> I can probably pull that off. And you could probably pull something off even more fantastic yourself. So mm. I've, I've seen you do it before. So we'll try it again. And it's the idea that it's like, hey, listen, I'm not going to fucking force you to do it, but this is what I'm going to do. And if you do it, I'll be there to support you. Like, I'm not going to force you, but I will support. I, I thought it was like a good, um, mm. a good speech, a good get, get you back on board speech. Yeah. So Dai goes and gives his uh, rousing speech to the troops. Um, and then Flora reveals the plan. While Glimmer did not able, was not able to get rid of the shields, there is a spell more powerful, Kaglimmer. And it'll oh be... yeah, I forgot how that works. Yeah, you just add an extra thing yes. on top of it. Yeah. It's a more powerful. Yeah. And it'll be cast by the fifth... Uh, uh, the... Uh, the fifth um what are the disciple, disciple yeah i was, I was gonna yeah. say apostle i was like no that's berserk <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh in an hour of need <laughs> everyone get uh, the bear like, lids out uh, wait a minute there's only four of us who's the fifth and four says that was totally me uh but you're a new generation so leona i think it's only you be bestowed with this as honorary thing, and also you are the healer of the group of the team, so it's only right it goes to you. Now you must seek out the spell, but you must go into a forbidding cave full of monsters. Can you mm. accomplish this quest? It's like I'll do it. Before you go, would you like to hear a side story? Would I? Leon is kind of like initially like, mm, do I get to be a disciple of Avon? Because he didn't actually train me. He was like, yeah, but you're cool, and she's like, okay, fair enough. Everybody I will also right. listen to your backstory. Yeah. Well, the lads are going to be executed in two days. We should probably get a, get a move on. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you on the way there. <laughs> Got time for a side story as we learn Avon's origin. And this must be the month for origin stories and side stories because then we've got Detective Conan, episode 1029. Police Academy arc, wild police story, case Matsuda Jinpei. Uh, in which I'm going to have to dig out the names because we get introduced oh, to a whole load of people who are now dead in the present. Well, I mean, like, on the, on the plus <laughs> side, I don't have to remember their names for long, I guess, because yes. uh, currently they're super dead. Uh, so we've got Ray Furia, Zero, the secret agent, uh, age 22 here, though. Mm. Uh, and then we're also introduced to all his dead mates, Jinpei Matsuda. Hirobitsu Morofushi, Wataro Date, and Kenji Hagiwara. Uh, it opens on, like, you know, the, here's the police academy, and here's two cops beating the shit out of each other. Um, like, when they were, not, when they were like, just... just it's like, oh, your, your father was a professional boxer. It was like, none of you guys are trying to dodge punches. What the fuck? Like, you're just taking the hits fully on the face. Yeah. Uh, to the point where he even spits out a tooth, and someone else later said, wow, he knocked out your fig tooth. It's like, I mean, that doesn't make it better. Generally, they attach those things pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. So this is the episode. Uh, the title might suggest is where we're introduced to Jinpei Matsuda, and he's essentially like a oh, I forget the guy's name, the creator of Saint Seiya and Ringo uh, Masami Kuramada. Yeah, he's like a character from one of his comics. Uh, just punching the shit out of people. Just punching the shit out of people. Also, he hates the police. Uh, yeah, I'm going to join the police. Why? You you said the police suck. It's like, that's right. Yes. All police suck. That's why I'm going to be police. Well, the reason he is, because he seems to think the police works like a boxing manga. Whereas yeah. if he raises through the ranks of the police, he'll be able to beat up the chief of police. That, that's what he thinks. Um, like I thought it was going to be okay my dad really got fucked over by the police so I'm going to become a police to make sure that never fucking happens but it's like no I need to get higher in the ranks so I can beat up the chief of police whose fault all of this is he just wants to get into the office that's all and this is, the, this is like the most guaranteed way to get there is to get into the office and just punch him in the face <laughs> just, just once maybe twice hmm yeah, essentially his dad was arrested for a murder he didn't commit, which then ruined his boxing career. Yeah, he was passing by while two guys were fighting. He's like, I got a prize match tomorrow. I'm not going into that. And like, the, the one of the guys in that fight ended up dying, but the, he got blamed as a boxer, which means he was held back from doing his prize fight, which ruined his career. He became a drunk guy. And he's like, yeah, but your dad could have stepped in and stopped that fight. And he's like, yeah, but like, you know... Fuck the police, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, is it Hiramitsu's parents were murdered? And he's still traumatised. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, yeah, he's the one who was undercover in the Black Organisation with uh, Ray and Ray suspects the FBI mm. agent who's undercover in the black organization of killing him uh which is why there's the friction between those two in the present day Conan story. it couldn't have been like the guy who murdered his parents was that shadow man that does all the crimes yeah <laughs> in case uh we also got wataro date what was his deal um is he the big guy he's the big guy i can't remember what his uh, uh, the 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 their training police guy like goes over all their fucking personal history. Yeah. He's got all these troublemakers this year. Uh, Kenji Agawara, he's very skilled, but uses his skills to pick up women rather than uh, dedicate himself to being a policeman. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the just we introduce the characters. They get in trouble because uh, of the fight. That Date makes them go on a jog so they don't get into any more trouble from there. Like the big guy, like covers from saying is like, oh, they were trying to smash a cockroach with their face, but they managed to damage a bunch of furniture <laughs> and their faces doing it. But for damaging police property, we're going to run extra laps. And the coach is like, hey, I didn't fucking tell you that. That's too late. We're already doing yes. laps. And then we get a piece of music which sounds like it's trying to invoke the police academy theme, but it's very trumpety. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm. Uh, also, that their their teacher at the academy is Onizuka, which I don't know whether that's a great teacher on Izuka reference uh anyway they're they're doing gun training um uh, jim pace thing is he's very analytical uh he thinks there's something wrong with his gun so he takes it apart a bullet goes missing then there's like a bizarre accident involving like one of the construction workers wanted to check something on the on the roof he's like yeah i'll come up with you says the instructor and he falls through like the the panels 
uh, and and he's he's unconscious, but he's your man's the the guys jumped out to grab him to make sure he doesn't hit the ground. The, the their t- instructor, but in doing so, he's managed to get the, the construction worker's safety line wrapped around his throat, so he's strangling himself while the construction worker is weighing him down, and he's trying to stop himself from strangling. It's like we got we five delinquents have to work together to solve this crisis. So two of them like stand on top of each other, the big guy, and I forgot what the other guy, to Kenji, hold up the construction yeah. worker. So he's not the weight of two men trying to fucking choke this guy. Uh, one guy is like, I got to look for who has the bullet. Uh, and he's like, oh, look, there's the bullet. And he just kind of scans the crowd for the guy checking his pockets for a bullet. It's like, you have the fucking bullet in your pocket. And he just wanted it as a souvenir. And you managed to put together the gun very, very quickly and also make it work, even though it was broken. Hey, well, and Ray's like, you can take your time because we've got this many. Even once he suffocates, <laughs> his yeah, heart will keep him alive for another three minutes. And that should no, give us enough. With brain damage, dude. Yeah. Don't fucking. But now he you... says they can revive. That, that's the, they got like four minutes before brain damage. Uh, mm. So you got plenty of time. He explains the brain damage part as well. He goes into far much, too much medical detail. But I mm. think it's just to keep Junpei calm to get the gun sorted correctly. Hmm. Um, and then he used to take the shot because he's the best shot out of a lot of them. He got one bullet to sever the safety cable. <clears throat> he, he gets it. So yeah, uh, they do it, and then we get the discussion of like how the uh, while it was they should have all been they should have been in trouble, but because they saved his life, uh, he's not going to report it that the bullet mm. went missing and everything else. Um, and that's it. And then I. This isn't continuing, so I guess they're just going to drop these in occasionally. I think there's four of these stories, one for each of the friends. Just to keep us on our toes as to when yeah. Pan and Lupin is. Yeah. <laughs> is there any this week? Just have to have a poke in. Uh, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. There's some weird stuff going on with the background characters' designs where they seem to be all the same. So you get characters who seem to be men because they've got men's voices but sometimes have women's voices in the background i don't see that was the thing when your man's like oh but he uses his social his people skills to pick up as a skirt chaser i think it said in the in the thing but then a bunch of the people in the background i was like is that also dude cops he's picking up what the hell is going on here yeah it's very it's very strange yeah the the it's and there's a there's a couple of like really slapdash uh uh visuals when the guy's choking it's almost comedic but maybe it is in the comic as well but it's Mm. like very it's made more comedic by like how few frames they use uh on his bug-eyed uh i'm being choked to death expression yeah he's basically gone red and um well choking i think they spend most of the animation budget on the two lads beating the shit out of each other yes they did because that bit was really good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which, which to be honest if you're going to spend any time on this script that would be the bit you'd spend the time on because you'd be like yeah yeah we don't often get a chance to animate people beating the shit out of each other because normally that's happened off screen uh normally that's happened the guy's already dead now who did it yes yeah uh the action we normally get is conan running around chasing things on a skateboard um <laughs> unless, unless it's a film that makes more stunts yes yeah, yeah of course <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, back to original stuff next week. So I'd have to watch that. Um, hmm. Oh, there's like a little bit of background with the like Kogoro 
there's the hint that he had like the re- the police academy record for uh, yeah he had being like the best he, shot every shot was perfect like right in the fucking middle like really just not even good grouping like Robin Hood down the same arrow hole it's like oh what where is he now it's like uh, he quit the force and became a detective in where the fuck he's working so yeah yeah and apparently the current head of the Metropolitan Police Department isn't the one at this time, so I don't know whether that character is going to be right. Uh, whether there is anything more important than Jim Pei wanting to punch him, um, who knows? Uh, but yeah, th- th- I think this is all designed to like okay, Ray is the super popular character, uh, particularly amongst the uh, older female fans of the series. So mm. it's like, let's fill in more detail of his past. Oh, and he gets several bits of uh, bullying for being blonde in this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, and the uh, he the reason he wants to be a cop is to find out what happened to that woman who, of course, is uh, I's sister. Mm. Mm. So it's all connected. But yeah, it's like okay, fine. You can see why he's like he is because all his friends are dead. Um, Look at all his friends. These guys seem fun. They're going to be dead in the future. <laughs> yes, even before the series starts, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Then we got Muta King, the Dancing Hero, episode ten, Sweet Memories, um, in which the truth is finally revealed. The plan is to make a human computer, very uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, uh, be sure to read T's and C's of NSN before you click agree to us. Apple may reserve the right to liquidate <clears> your body. Wasn't that in um, some company's uh, thing, just to see if anyone read their shit? It's like, we own your soul or something like that they wrote in. And obviously no one reads that shit, as they point out in this episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, we own your life is the thing in this. Yes. So they will turn you into goop and a human computer. Yeah. Very simple plan. We have all these fads, whether it be new phones, whether it be new yoga fads, or whether it be like, you know, like latest like uh, food sensation. All you can octopus cells into you. We have our virtual idol, Aurora, who's got tunes laced with a frequency that activates the octopus cells. And then I'm an octopus. She's an octopus. What about the 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 thing? It's like, oh no, she's a robot, a completely unrelated robot. Yes, because so, it was a robot worry. that they found. <clears throat> that opening scene at the start of the anime, it plays that again, but from the point of view of what it really looked like, where it was a dude not talking to his girlfriend, but like talking to the robot he invented and intended to make a lot of money with. I thought that was him with the same haircut. Or this. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be him or like another guy. Um, that wasn't clear. But then he like upgraded her from like a Rosie the Robot type looking thing to a humanoid looking robot. Yeah. Using octopus power, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's only programmed to make coke floats. Hmm. And Dickie's going, no, no, it's not true. It's not true. It is true. It's totally true. But no, why? Why, God? Hmm. Uh, daring escape and infiltration plans uh, proceed, as expected. Uh, is dishonored the mayor and Naomi and uh, the elder brother of the two hang out in the diner. They've uh, busted out of there. Well, the, the the mayor had dug a tunnel like years prior. It was like, yeah, but I wasn't gonna, I wasn't using it, so we can just use it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, we also learned the gloating that some people are too pure to be uh, corrupted. <laughs> <Infected>. <laughs> <laughs> Oblivious. Yeah. Uh, 
obligatory shot of Suda King. Yeah. Yes. yes. Who happily who is is he tall about this? He turned up in his his boat uh, to help him get out of this jam. <laughs> he's he's a real pinch hitter. Um. Um. So they're climbing on the cliffs trying to get off the island. Meanwhile, VBS yes. swam, swam all the way across the bay in a fucking in like a, a long like winter coat. Is boot. she sure she threw her shoulder out? Because I feel like it's just like no, this is proof that your shoulder is well, fine. Because <laughs> she's going scaling like yes. the cliffs in the background yeah. as they're like hopping into the boat. It's just like <laughs> we do learn that she's half octopus later. Yeah, 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 that's true. And we also learned that Sarah is the daughter of the original Muta King. Hmm. Which is why she's got the original Muta King's uh, badge hmm. when she's being picked up by uh, the DJ in the helicopter so they can go and hmm. tear aerials off things. Mm-hmm. This is a little uh, casual destruction. Uh, whatever. Well, it would have been time because DJ... Yes, his his task set for him. You gotta go. You gotta go downstairs and play the creepy organ to set the whole thing off. Mm. No, DJ, don't do it. It's like, well, no, I'm gone. Bye. Then the, the, your man says, "Oh, isn't this all so sad when partnerships break up?" <laughs> he's uh, he's laughing a lot. He, he finds the entire situation very amusing. Yeah, great though. <laughs> Uh, so by the end, Muteki's turning to ink. Vivi mm. has blown up along with DJ. Uh, yeah, she's done a what's that move in Dragon Ball where you explode yourself on DJ? Yeah, <laughs> that seems to be not case. sure. There's a kind of like a neat uh, fucking magic powers battle, I suppose, psychic battle uh, between Vivi mm. and, and, and the CEO. Uh, yeah, she tries to do, like, Kamen Rider kicks on him and the, none of it works, yeah. Uh, but, you know, oh, I don't need Mudokai anymore to them and, and Vivi just goes, no, and jump in the way of the blast. It's like, ah, oh, <laughs> to the right in the back. No! Of course. That is where her tattoo is, so maybe it, it burned the tattoo off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Suta King, the sister, the dad, and the two bros from the um, the diner are heading up the Crystal Tower. Suta King is now mm. in his superhero outfit. Yes, <laughs> he's changed because it's it's appropriate, yeah. Uh, I assume he's going to save the day and get all the credit. I, I figure that's what's going to happen, and I'd be fine with that. The kids are trying to figure out how to escape... Uh, where VV's put them for safety, being crushed, they can watch what's happening, but obviously they're still stuck in a in that diving bell thing. Yeah. Um, oh, we do see the shot of um, the the old Muda King, which I presume was them as octopuses. They we see in the in the mirror ball. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. There's a few be. flashing images there, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm curious as to like how everything is linked. Mm, because, mm. because like the old design the Ida before she's upgraded kind of much more resembles like the robots from the original Muta King oh, in, in sort okay. of primitive uh, design yeah so more like she's old technology okay um, and obviously that that's the big thing that this doesn't have really compared to the original is like all the robot assistants and things um mm. It was it was it's a different uh, vision of what the automated future was going to be because they were still like in the seventies. Oh, we're going to have like robot butlers and shit like that. 
or is their actual um, future present, if you want to call it that, it's all fucking Wi-Fi and phones and... Uh, yeah, yeah, because it's all apps, it's all like... Headphones. Um, yeah, it, it, 3D fucking concerts and um, uh, automated sushi and that kind of thing. It's just like it, it's trying to show a different kind of future or, or the future we ended up with, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did check out an episode of what I was looking. Uh, oh, I was looking up like who could possibly be the uh, Sarah's mother. And uh, mm. there yeah. is a character who's like, I supposedly get, I don't know whether they're ever the girlfriend, but the want to be girlfriend. She does get changed into Mute Queen in one episode. And it's, okay, that's a pretty good indicator. It's the closest uh, I've ever seen uh, inside an actual anime, something which looks like one of the bands who did an Italian theme performing that ah. theme on a live-action TV show. Um, okay. It's uh, pretty great. And the designs, it's Tatsunoku. So Tatsunoku yeah, I... are always the most fashionable anime. It's always like yeah. characters in a Tatsunoku anime tend to look like what is fashionable for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and yeah it's uh, and it's lots of like wild like kid character designs uh, adult character designs yeah pretty wild stuff similar to what it is here as well so mm-hmm. I just wasn't thinking now considering it's a Tatsunoko thing it's funny this didn't wind up on High Dive who had a lock on all the Tatsunoko stuff is this a co-production with TMS I think Am I thinking uh, right? I I think it might be a different, yeah. If it's a different publisher, it might be a different license, so they wouldn't get it. Could be. Yeah, just wondering. Yeah. You know. uh, Tatsun, uh, that's the original. Oh no, Tatsudoku and Tezuka are the studios on this one. Oh. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's uh, highly enjoyable. Two more episodes to go. Can they uh, save the day? I assume they can. Um, can they do they have ha- a third song? <laughs> well, we had a third. We had, well, they need a third song, yes, because Aurora's got had a third song. You see, that's where they've come undone. They should have re- made two songs before. They should have thought, well, we need a third song later on to take care of things even more. And they put a satisfying ending on these Tatsunoko revivals. Let's find out. Mm. Then we've got Lupin the Third, Part Six, Episode Nine. Is that nine or eight? I forgot the number wrong on that. I can't remember. I thought it was eight, but my notes might be wrong. It could be eight. I think I just got carried away when I was changing the numbers and things. <laughs> uh, last bullet. Hmm. Uh, get a, a Jigen-centric episode, which is kind of what you expect from it. And if you're wondering what the literary reference was, well, Lupin makes it quite early on. It's Daddy Longlegs. Though <laughs> uh, no, barely a literary reference. Literary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we open with Jigen at... Is it the same gun shop as before? Uh, He's in France. He's got Marseille on the... Uh... Yeah, maybe. God, I'd have to go back and check. He's got a gunsmith in every port, I bet. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but this is one of his favorites, and it's kind of... Is it intercut between that and a gunfight he's having, where he's just like, ah... It's like it's like going to the doctor. It's like, ah, you can't be running like that. You throw your hip out, and you'll you'll be out of the game. But it's about his gun and his gun's (laughs) house. 
Now, do you, do you really need a magnum bullet to shoot the dude's head off every time? You know, I find like most people would die from regular bullets. Yeah, but yeah. a guy be cool with some G gun, a guy shoot magnum bullets, it's my thing. Well, you're going to crack the frame with a gun, right, which you already have right here at this. And they don't make these ones no more. So yeah, I, I recommend you, like, you should get yourself a nice fucking like, 9mm automatic. You know, this makes more sense for what I'm No way, man. This is going to be partners. We go way back. And yeah, they uh, have a gun fight there where he takes out a dude, Roark, who turns up to the blader. Um, so obviously, and fun. Roark's like, haha, I was wearing a bulletproof vest. And Jigen's like, I knew I should have used a fucking bigger bullet. <laughs> yeah. But you still know if he falls from like, you know, oh, he puts a hat on top of the box. Ah, it's not really a ploy, it's only your hat. It's like, actually, I was here all the time. I wasn't wearing my hat. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good uh, bit. It's like the obvious ones sometimes get you. Mm. Uh, uh, go to a boarding school in Scotland. Where we meet, see Lily, and we meet Kenny Howell as they're discussing the picture of Dorian Gray. They say, "Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah." Which I, I'm guessing they're talking about this because in reference to because they're talking specifically about how he doesn't age. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's just like yeah. <laughs> talking about Lupin <laughs> never aging." But... Just like the way Jigen has been an old man forever, forever <laughs> and ever. <laughs> uh, Get a rare sighting outside of Ninja Hattori of some cricket. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, play cricket? No, no, he, he played. No, he played rugby. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the second season of Ninja Hattori because they made it specifically for or India, or especially for India. So they put in a lot more cricket. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think they changed some stuff in the first season to make change the references to cricket. Um, hmm. Uh, and then we learn a bit about uh, the history of painting in England. Uh, and then a guy tries to kidnap Lily. Speaking of uh, painting, you've gotten very impressionistic there, Brian. Have I gone as well? How strange. Uh, yeah. You're hearing me okay. Yeah. I, no, look- you come in fine. I don't know what wiggling or whatever. There we go. Yeah. You're, you're much more like, a, like, like a, a Dutch master now. or a Vermeer. Excellent. That's better. Uh, it was go. nice to see the the National Gallery uh, in London in the um, in the show. I was just like, oh yeah, that's a fucking gorgeous gallery. Um, yeah. Oh man, just I mean, the last time of like you actually had had you over here basically, we had a, bit, yeah. a bit of great actor mm. just going through that and um, spotting like details that like, crop up. I I found the same dog in two different paintings. Were, yeah, like, that was really fucking. There were yeah, two I... different artists. Like someone's copying, someone's copying from two soon. We're not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we went to the portrait gallery as well. Oh, I love the museums there. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice to see some of the... Obviously, whoever got their um, reference shots also did the touristy things, like go to the museum. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Nice. I think Brian's about to get burgled himself. Yeah, so it sounds like it's about to take off. Um... Okay. Uh, well, it's Lily. God, she's got to take off out of here because she's... She's gonna be like targeted again. Or Estrade, you gotta send like you know two some boys up there because I'm sure I'll call I busted my like my legs in a cast due to an unrelated accident. Hmm. And Lupin can't help them out because he can't be seeing. If he gets seen, it's gonna freak her out and traumatize her. So and Lestrade's like, I can't go. I can send two of my best men who will immediately get taken out on the way to the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how good could they possibly be? It's fine. You gotta, you gotta, I, got, I got a guy who can do it for me. Jigen, you need to watch over this 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 little girl and make sure she doesn't come to no harm because that is literally your thing. 
You are <laughs> this grumpy, grumpy old man that hates women and kids, but you always have a soft spot in your heart for a precocious child. Hates uh, women and kids, but always ends up protecting women and kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, uh, she goes away with the, the two fakers, and uh, they're going to fun, like, uh, Actually, no, the guys ran out the road first because who turns up for Roark? Oh, he's actually alive. He's wearing bulletproof vest. Like, this is my yeah, opportunity. Yeah. They and were going to is... take the kid in because it's basically like, yeah, the boss wanted the kid. And it's just like, yeah, but like back, backup plan, we can just kill the kid. So let's just kill the kid. That saves us a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Are you all right, Brian? Are you being attacked? I believe being attacked or... I think something I've said has made Alexa do something. So hold on a second while I shout. <laughs> It'd probably be in the podcast, but not on the video. Okay. Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh, so we've got a loop in part five. We're honest now, but it's loop in part six. There we go. That's better. Uh, for some reason, it started playing my sleep sounds thing of the city. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> of, of Jigen softly muttering to you <laughs> but uh, yeah the lads get pulled over by our not dead assassin and um, he's like yeah we'll just kill the kid here and make it an easier fucking job but uh, there's a sniper snipe, on snipe. like yes yes a new EP here um, shows up grabs uh, Lily and does a runner and he's just kind of explaining the cool guy thing he's like hey so you're like a professional hitman he's like no I'm a gunman that's what's that mean? It's a way of life. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. La Samurai. Yeah, basically. Um, well, he also does this while um, running through a fake police um, stopping point. They're obviously just more assassins. Assassins, assassins everywhere. Um, what gets him to stop in the end? Uh, uh, he chases after Rourke, starts chasing them. He starts yeah. firing grenades at them. Eventually, it, yeah. his grenades cause so much smoke that Jigen just puts the brakes on their car, tells Lily to brace herself, mm. and uh, Rock just rams in and goes flying off the road. Yeah, uh, the, the the car action was was a little bit better this time. Maybe because yes. there, were, there were fewer yeah. cars involved as well as the car was focused on too. It's a good like do some more ambitious stunts. Uh, and it's that very being... simple. Like the earlier stuff is just him, like Jigen running a, a blockade of police cars and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 very simple car action, but it works well. Yeah, yeah but that, those cars earlier was patrol cars were a bit like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're vibrating <laughs> off each other. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still not as good as some of the stuff in the Italy. Uh, oh, no. yeah, for sure. It, mm. And they're still using a lot of uh, just generic speed lines behind interior shots or in this case yeah. leading out of a window shot uh mm-hmm. in order to give a sense of speed mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. Yeah. Ford had that, that, that san marino money so yeah that's... <laughs> they wanted it to look good <laughs> this is uh brexit britain for you this is all, you, all you're getting for a brexit lou fan <laughs> oh you want a hand-drawn fucking car chase go fuck yourself cg no... speed lines that's what you get well, no imports you got low race cars what's next <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, yes, and they confront each other, and Rourke's like, oh, "I'm gonna make sure the little girl dies first, because uh, that's my target." And then Jigen goes, "Ha ha ha! Well, tough luck. She's already in London, because this is Kenny Howell." Yeah. yeah. 
So I've, it's like the shot of Lupin clearly disguised as the school principal handing off Lily to the F, the fake. Um, uh, I was going to say FBI, the fake. Um, what the fuck is Scotland Yard again? The fake cops. The fake cops. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just like, okay, we, we don't get a mass pull off from him, but we do get a mass pull off from a small child. They're so easy to make, those rubber masks. <laughs> well, it, it was more like, you know, we just needed to cover up his freckles and put a wig on him. Yeah, it you don't know what she looks like. It's fine. Yeah, it's. I think it's, mm. the, it's to illustrate the difference in skill because... The uh, the kidnapper at the gallery did not have the uh, sophisticated Mission Impossible masks that the Lupin. No, he, he had a wig to. and lipstick. That yes. was his plan. Mm. Oh, and the Ravens got all that money and was cheaping out under assassins like this. I mean, come on, like, you got you got you got like you get what you, you pay got, for. You got putting putting the quality like you know mm, mm, mm. last year. Um, but yeah, Jigen has a little speech about being a cool gunman and all kinds of cool stuff, loading up his last magnum bullet into the gun, giving it a little kiss, and then like exploding it into that guy. As <laughs> large as the entire one the barrel just rockets off and is embedded in Rorak's chest. It's like, ah, oh, that'll do us. You could have shot me in the head, but okay. It's, it, I love the reverse shot of like Jigen's hand all like fucked up from a gun exploding in his hand, and then like most of the gun gone. You kind of look over at the guy, it's just like, yeah, it's, the barrel's just sticking out of him. It's just like, oh, that's that's nasty. Well, <laughs> hmm. uh, luckily the imports came in, you know, Von, this, the, the gun spit came through. Actually, I got some, some dudes actually to get like those custom old gun parts. So I was yeah, able to get yeah. this sorted off. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Gotta have yeah. my magnums. Yes. Most most of the most of Jigen's uh, ill spendings or, or ill gotten gains are spent on making his gun good and plastic masks. So yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> all like it though. Like uh, it's it isn't, isn't just down to the I suppose the tools that he uses. Even with a messed up tool like this, it's down to the skill and the experience you can find yeah, it, that way to yeah. utilize it and get it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, a working gun is usually preferable. And he's, <laughs> sure. he's very attached. He's very he's sentimental about mm. people and things. And then Lufa's like, well, that's all taken care of. But I do feel a little bad about that 11-year-old boy who we murdered a whole bunch of people in front of. Uh, <laughs> and they're like... And Jigen's like, no, yeah. he thinks I'm cool. It's it's fine. He, he's because, just, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's always wearing, wearing, wearing that cap and now he's like, oh, I'm wearing my cap a little bit like this now. A little bit lower. Yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. Right, so the I shoulders, put the hands well. in the pockets and just keep, keep on walking <clears> off into the raid, but straight into, into double mats. Yep. <laughs> it's a hard life I lead. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was wondering whether he's going to show back up at 14 in a later episode. Uh, whether he's going to be the equivalent of... Uh, the uh, teenager in uh, Moriarty the Patriot. Baker Street oh, Irregular. Or a Baker Street Irregular, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was Could thinking, be. yeah, oh, yeah, exactly what he's going to be doing. But uh, It'll give Lily something else as well, because obviously his whole thing was, I have a crush on Lily, so yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you quit boarding school and became an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe think... he quit boarding school and became an informant for private detectives yeah could be uh, I think there's the line in this of the Britishness line of the week oh there's a few it might bits. be you, you what mate I think it's something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot to write it down yeah good call <laughs> 
Uh, it was definitely a line edging in mate, because that would uh, stuck in my head. If you Mason, maybe there's a, there's a bloke or two in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of those things that were, like, I, I only want to watch the Japanese one, but I'm tempted to watch a, a, a dub in English that goes for the Britishisms. Ooh, that would be fun. Oh, sod off. There you go. That's one as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh it's uh but it's better than Moriarty the Patriot. Yeah, you want mate was is the line. Um it's better than Moriarty the Patriot's attempts at uh mm. British vernacular, I will say. Uh, and that's it for this week. Mm. Yeah. All sorted. Don't have to worry about carrying on next week. So uh just the seven only two more episodes of Mooty King as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, there's so much JoJo to go. There hey. is. I guess. I guess we can. Know, we don't have to worry about having to catch up on two episodes of JoJo's over Christmas either. So, because of the way it's been delivered to us. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We don't have to force ourselves to watch two episodes that week. Hmm. Good, good stuff. Um, hopefully, I don't think there's too much stuff coming in the new year. Which is fine because I think Ranking of Kings and Sakagun and Dragon Quest and Lupad are all continuing as well. So okay, yeah, yeah, definitely not on the cards. New Year, same old us. And I think they ac- they accidentally announced that there's a second season of Vampire Dies in no time. Um, I think they're probably. I'm enjoying it despite it. its best efforts. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is probably doing its job in getting uh, the comic to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it's like within like weeks of it starting. I think they accidentally announced that there was going to be a second season. So, how do you accidentally announce it? I I can't remember the details, but it was a thing which went up and then was quickly taken down again. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, that's an accident. Drunken tweeting. Yeah. Probably a time. No, I got another season. Could be like a timed tweet. They forgot. They put the wrong time in or something. Oof, yeah, sure. I'm sure that happens plenty of times. Right. Uh, is Wednesday the day next week, Niall? Wednesday, when yes, it is. shall we three meet again? Ooh, um, Wednesday. Rightio, we will see and speak at you then. Goodbye. Bye. See you, I guess. Although if you, if I can see you, I think something's gone wrong in the setup. <laughs> <laughs> you should only be able to see us. <laughs> Righty-ho, bye for now.